Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 33. This week we're going to read 2 Kings chapters 4 through 14. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read these stories of Elisha, your servant who did so many miracles in your name, we pray that we would be even more impressed with Jesus and his miracles, and most of all, his healing, the most impossible disease, and that is sin. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Second Kings chapter 4. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant feared Yahweh. Now the creditor has come to take for himself my two children to be slaves. Elisha said to her, What should I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? She said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow empty containers from all your neighbors. Don't borrow just a few containers. Go in and shut the door on you and on your sons, and pour oil into all those containers, and set aside those which are full. So she went from him and shut the door on herself and her sons. They brought the containers to her, and she poured oil. When the containers were full, she said to her son, Bring me another container. He said to her, There isn't another container. Then the oil stopped flowing. Then she came and told the man of God. He said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons shall live on the rest. One day Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat bread. So it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat bread. She said to her husband, See now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God who passes by us continually. Please, let's make a little room on the roof. Let's set a bed, a table, a chair, and a lampstand for him there. When he comes to us, he can stay there. One day he came there and went to the room and lay there. He said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him. He said to her, Say now to her, Behold, you have cared for us with all this care. What is to be done for you? Would you like to be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. He said, What then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, Most certainly she has no son and her husband is old. He said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the door. He said, At this season, when the time comes around, you will embrace a son. She said, No, my lord, you man of God, do not lie to your servant. The woman conceived and bore a son at that season, when the time came around, as Elisha had said to her. When the child was grown, one day he went out to his father, to the reapers. He said to his father, My head, my head! He said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon, and then died. She went up and laid him on the man of God's bed, and shut the door on him and went out. She called to her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come again. He said, Why would you want to go to him today? It is not a new moon or a Sabbath. She said, It is all right. Then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Don't slow down for me unless I ask you to. 
So she went, and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her afar off, he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, there is the Shunammite. Please run now to meet her and ask her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? She answered, It is well. When she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught hold of his feet. Gehazi came near to thrust her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone, for her soul is troubled within her, and Yahweh has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask you for a son, my lord? Didn't I say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, Tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand, and go your way. If you meet any man, don't greet him, and if anyone greets you, don't answer him again. Then lay my staff on the child's face. The child's mother said, As Yahweh lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went ahead of them and laid the staff on the child's face. But there was no voice and no hearing. Therefore he returned to meet him and told him, The child has not awakened. When Elisha had come into the house, behold, the child was dead and lying on his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door on them both and prayed to Yahweh. He went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth and his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. He stretched himself on him, and the child's flesh grew warm. Then he returned and walked in the house once back and forth, and went up and stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. He called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her. When she had come in to him, he said, Take up your son. Then she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed herself to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Elisha came again to Gilgal. There was a famine in the land, and the sons of the prophets were sitting before him. And he said to his servant, Get the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. One went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered a lapful of wild gourds from it, and came and cut them up into the pot of stew, for they didn't recognize them. So they poured out for the men to eat. As they were eating some of the stew, they cried out and said, Man of God, there is death in the pot! And they could not eat it. But he said, Then bring meal. He threw it into the pot, and he said, Serve it to the people, that they may eat. And there was nothing harmful in the pot. A man from Baal Shalisha came and brought the man of God some bread of the first fruits, twenty loaves of barley, and fresh ears of grain in his sack. He said, Give to the people, that they may eat. His servant said, What? Should I set this before a hundred men? But he said, Give the people that they may eat, for Yahweh says, They will eat, and will have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate, and had some left over, according to Yahweh's word. Chapter 5 Now Naaman, captain of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, and honorable, because by him Yahweh had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. The Syrians had gone out in bands and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maiden, and she waited on Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, I wish that my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, then he would heal him of his leprosy. Someone went in and told his lord, saying, A maiden who is from the land of Israel said this. The king of Syria said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. 
he departed and took with him ten talents of silver and six thousand pieces of gold and ten changes of clothing. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter has come to you, behold, I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel had read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive, that this man sends to me to heal a man of his leprosy? But please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel against me. It was so when Elisha the man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall come again to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman was angry, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought, he will surely come out to me, and stand and call on the name of Yahweh his God, and wave his hand over the place, and heal the leper. Art Arbana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. His servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had asked you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? How much rather, then, when he says to you, Wash and be clean? Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored, like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him and said, See now, I know that there is no God in all earth but in Israel. Now therefore, please take a gift from your servant. But he said, As Yahweh lives before whom I stand, I will receive none. He urged him to take it, but he refused. Naaman said, If not, then please let two mules' burden of earth be given to your servant, for your servant will from now on offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice to other gods, but to Yahweh. And this thing may Yahweh pardon your servant when my master goes into the house of Rimmon to worship there, and he leans on my hand, and I bow myself in the house of Rimmon. When I bow myself in the house of Rimmon, may Yahweh pardon your servant in this thing. He said to him, Go in peace. So he departed from him a little way. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master has spared this Nam and the Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. As Yahweh lives, I will run after him and take something from him. So Gehazi followed after Naaman. When Naaman saw one running after him, he came down from the chariot to meet him and said, Is all well? He said, All is well. My master has sent me, saying, Behold, even now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothing. Naaman said, Be pleased to take two talents. He urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of clothing, and laid them on two of his servants, and they carried them before him. When he came to the hill, he took them from their hand and stored them in the house. Then he let them in go, and they departed. But he went in and stood before his master. Elisha said to him, Where did you come from, Gehazi? He said, Your servant went nowhere. He said to him, 
Didn't my heart go with you when the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Is it a time to receive money, and to receive garments, and olive groves, and vineyards, and sheep, and cattle, and male servants, and female servants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman will cling to you and to your offspring forever. He went out from his presence a leper, as white as snow. Chapter 6 The sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See now, the place where we live and meet with you is too small for us. Please let us go to the Jordan, and each man take a beam from there, and let's make a place there where we may live. He answered, Go. One said, Please be pleased to go with your servants. He answered, I will go. So he went with them. When they came to the Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was cutting down a tree, the axe head fell into the water. Then he cried and said, Alas, my master, for it was borrowed. The man of God asked, Where did it fall? He showed him the place. He cut down a stick and threw it there and made the iron float. He said, Take it. So he put out his hand and took it. Now the king of Syria was at war against Israel, and he took counsel with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. The man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. The king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and he saved himself there not once or twice. The king of Syria's heart was very troubled about this. He called his servants and said to them, Won't you show me which of us is for the king of Israel? One of his servants said, No, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. He said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. He was told, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses, chariots, and a great army there. They came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was around the city. His servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He answered, Don't be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elisha prayed and said, Yahweh, please open his eyes that he may see. Yahweh opened the young man's eyes, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire around Elisha. When they came down to him, Elisha prayed to Yahweh and said, Please strike this people with blindness. He struck them with blindness according to Elisha's word. Elisha said to them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. He led them to Samaria. When they had come into Samaria, Elisha said, Yahweh, open these men's eyes that they may see. Yahweh opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the middle of Samaria. The king of Israel said to Elisha, when he saw them, My father, shall I strike them? Shall I strike them? He answered, You shall not strike them. Would you strike those whom you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. He prepared a great feast for them. When they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria stopped raiding the land of Israel. After this, Ben-Hadad of Syria gathered all his army and went up and besieged Samaria. 
There was a great famine in Samaria. Behold, they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for eighty pieces of silver, and a fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried to him, saying, Help, my lord, O king! He said, If Yahweh doesn't help you, where could I get help for you? From the threshing floor? Or from the wine press? The king said to her, What is your problem? She answered, This woman said to me, Give your son, that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And I said to her on the next day, Give your son, that we may eat him. And she has hidden her son. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes. Now he was passing by on the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth underneath on his body. Then he said, God do so to me, and more also, if the head of Elisha the son of Shaphat stays on him today. But Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. Then the king sent a man from before him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how this son of a murderer has sent to take away my head? Behold, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold the door shut against him. Isn't the sound of his master's feet behind him? While he was still talking with them, behold, the messenger came down to him. Then he said, Behold, this evil is from Yahweh. Why should I wait for Yahweh any longer? Chapter 7 Elisha said, Hear Yahweh's word. Yahweh says, Tomorrow, about this time, a seah of fine flour will be sold for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the captain, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if Yahweh made windows in heaven, could this thing be? He said, Behold, you will see it with your eyes, but will not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. They said to one another, Why do we sit here until we die? If we say, We will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we will die there. If we sit still here, we also die. Now therefore come, and let's surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we will live. And if they kill us, we will only die. They rose up in the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. When they had come to the outermost part of the camp of the Syrians, behold, no man was there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians to hear the sound of chariots and the sound of horses, even the noise of a great army. And they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled in the twilight, and left their tents and their horses and their donkeys, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. When these lepers came to the outermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried away silver and gold and clothing and went and hid it. Then they came back and entered into another tent and carried things from there also and went and hid them. Then they said to one another, We aren't doing right. Today is a day of good news, and we keep silent. If we wait until the morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now therefore come, let's go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the city gatekeepers and told them, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, not even a man's voice, but the horses tied and the donkeys tied and the tents as they were. He called the gatekeepers, and they told it to the king's household within. The king arose in the night and said to his servants, 
I will now show you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry, therefore they are gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall take them alive and get into the city. One of his servants answered, Please, let some people take five of the horses that remain which are left in the city. Behold, they are like all the multitude of Israel who are consumed. Let's send and see. Therefore they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them out to the Syrian army, saying, Go and see. They went after them to the Jordan, and behold, all the path was full of garments and equipment which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. The messengers returned and told the king. The people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. So a seah of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to Yahweh's word. The king appointed the captain on whose hand he leaned to be in charge of the gate, and the people trampled over him in the gate, and he died, as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. It happened as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two seahs of barley for a shekel, and a seah of fine flour for a shekel, shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And that captain answered the man of God, and said, Now behold, if Yahweh made windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, you will see it with your eyes, but will not eat of it. It happened like that to him, for the people trampled over him in the gate, and he died. Chapter 8 Now Elisha had spoken to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go, you and your household, and stay for a while wherever you can, for Yahweh has called for a famine. It will also come on the land for seven years. The woman arose and did according to the man of God's word. She went with her household and lived in the land of the Philistines for seven years. At the end of seven years, the woman returned from the land of the Philistines. Then she went out to beg the king for her house and for her land. Now the king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Please tell me all the great things that Elisha has done. And he was telling the king how he had restored to life him who was dead. As he was telling the king how he had restored to life him who was dead, behold, the woman, whose son he had restored to life, begged the king for her house and for her land. Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son, whom Elisha restored to life. When the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed to her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers, and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Elisha came to Damascus, and Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, was sick. He was told, The man of God has come here. The king said to Haziel, Take a present in your hand, and go meet the man of God, and inquire of Yahweh by him, saying, Will I recover from this sickness? So Haziel went to meet him, and took a present with him, even of every good thing of Damascus, forty camels' burden, and came and stood before him and said, Your son, Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, has sent me to you, saying, Will I recover from this sickness? Elisha said to him, Go tell him, You will surely recover. However, Yahweh has shown me that he will surely die. He settled his gaze steadfastly on him until he was ashamed. Then the man of God wept. Haziel said, Why do you weep, my lord? He answered, 
because i know the evil that you will do to the children of israel you will set their strongholds on fire and you will kill their young men with the sword and will dash their little ones in pieces and rip up their pregnant women Hazel said but what is your servant who is but a dog that he could do this great thing elisha answered yahweh has shown me that you will be king over syria then he departed from elisha and came to his master who said to him what did elisha say to you he answered he told me that you would surely recover on the next day he took a thick cloth dipped it in water and spread it on his face so that he died then haziel reigned in his place in the fifth year of joram the son of ahab king of israel jehoshaphat being king of judah then jehoram the son of jehoshaphat king of judah began to reign he was thirty-two years old when he began to reign he reigned eight years in jerusalem he walked in the way of the kings of israel as did ahab's house for he married ahab's daughter he did that which was evil in yahweh's sight however yahweh would not destroy judah for david his servant's sake as he promised him to give to him a lamp for his children always in his days edom revolted from under the hand of judah and made a king over themselves then Joram passed over to Zair and all his chariots with him, and he rose up by night and struck the Edomites who surrounded him and the captains of the chariots, and the people fled to their tents. So Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah to this day. Then Libna revolted at the same time. The rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? Joram slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in David's city, and Ahaziah his son reigned in his place. In the twelfth year of Joram the son of Ahab king of Israel, Ahaziah the son of Jehoram king of Judah began to reign. Ahaziah was twenty-two years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the daughter of Omri king of Israel. He walked in the way of Ahab's house, and did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, as did Ahab's house for he was the son-in-law of Ahab's house. He went with Joram the son of Ahab to war against Haziel king of Syria at Ramoth-Gilead, and the Syrians wounded Joram. King Joram returned to be healed in Jezreel from the wounds which the Syrians had given him at Ramah when he fought against Haziel king of Syria. Ahaziah the son of Jehoram king of Judah went down to see Joram the son of Ahab in Jezreel because he was sick. Chapter 9 Elisha the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to him, Put your belt on your waist, take this vial of oil in your hand, and go to Ramoth-Gilead. When you come there, find Jehu the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him rise up from among his brothers, and take him to an inner room. Then take the vial of oil and pour it on his head and say, Yahweh says, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door, flee and don't wait. So the young man, even the young man the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. When he came, behold, the captains of the army were sitting. Then he said, I have a message for you, captain. Jehu said, To which of us all? He said, To you, O captain. He arose and went into the house. Then he poured the oil on his head and said to him, Yahweh the God of Israel says, I have anointed you king over the people of Yahweh, even over Israel. You must strike your master Ahab's house, that I may avenge the blood of my servants the prophets, 
and the blood of all the servants of Yahweh at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab will perish. I will cut off from Ahab everyone who urinates against a wall, both him who is shut up and him who is left at large in Israel. I will make Ahab's house like the house of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, and like the house of Baasha the son of Ahijah. The dogs will eat Jezebel on the plot of ground of Jezreel, and there shall be no one to bury her. Then he opened the door and fled. When Jehu came out to the servants of his lord, and one said to him, It's all well. Why did this mad fellow come to you? He said to them, You know the man, how he talks. They said, That is a lie. Tell us now. He said, He said to me, Yahweh says, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then they hurried, and each man took his cloak and put it under him on the top of the stairs and blew the trumpets, saying, Jehu is king. So Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram. Now Joram was keeping Ramoth Gilead, he and all Israel, because of Haziel, king of Syria. But King Joram had returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him when he fought with Haziel, king of Syria. Jehu said, If this is your thinking, then let no one escape, and go out of the city to go tell it in Jezreel. So Jehu rode in a chariot and went to Jezreel, for Joram lay there. Ahaziah, king of Judah, came down to see Joram. Now the watchman was standing on the tower in Jezreel, and he spied the company of Jehu as he came, and he said, I see a company. Joram said, Take a horseman and send it to meet them, and let them say, Is it peace? So one went on horseback to meet him, and said, The king says, Is it peace? Jehu said, What do you have to do with peace? Fall in behind me. The watchman said, The messenger came to them, but he isn't coming back. Then he sent out a second horseman, who came to them, and he said, The king says, Is it peace? Jehu answered, What do you have to do with peace? Fall in behind me. The watchman said, He came to them and isn't coming back. The driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he drives furiously. Joram said, Get ready. They got his chariot ready. Then Joram king of Israel and Ahaziah king of Judah went out, each to his chariot, and they went out to meet Jehu and found him on Naboth the Jezreelite's land. When Joram saw Jehu, he said, Is it peace, Jehu? He answered, What peace, so long as the prostitution of your mother Jezebel and her witchcraft abound? Joram turned his hands and fled and said to Ahaziah, This is treason, Ahaziah. Jehu drew his bow with his full strength and struck Joram between his arms, and the arrow went out at his heart, and he sunk down in his chariot. Then Jehu said to Bidkar, his captain, Pick him up and throw him on the plot of the field of Naboth the Jezreelite. For remember how, when you and I rode together after Ahab his father, Yahweh laid this burden on him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his son, says Yahweh, and I will repay you in this plot of ground, says Yahweh. Now therefore, take and cast him onto the plot of ground, according to Yahweh's word. But when Ahaziah the king of Judah saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house. Jehu followed after him and said, Strike him also in the chariot. They struck him at the ascent of Gur, which is by Iblaim. He fled to Megiddo and died there. His servants carried him in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in the tomb with his fathers in David's city. In the eleventh year of Joram, the son of Ahab, Ahaziah began to reign over Judah. When Jehu had come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it and she painted her eyes and adorned her head 
and looked out at the window. As Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Do you come in peace, Zimri, you murderer of your master? He lifted up his face to the window and said, Who's on my side? Who? Two or three eunuchs looked down at him. He said, Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses. Then he trampled her underfoot. When he had come in, he ate and drank. Then he said, See now to this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. They went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull, the feet, and the palms of her hands. Therefore they came back and told him. He said, This is Yahweh's word, which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, The dogs will eat the flesh of Jezebel on the plot of Jezreel, and the body of Jezebel will be as dung on the face of the field on Jezreel's land, so that they won't say, This is Jezebel. Chapter 10 Now Ahab had seventy sons in Samaria. Jehu wrote letters and sent to Samaria to the rulers of Jezreel, even the elders, and to those who brought up Ahab's sons, saying, Now, as soon as this letter comes to you, since your master's sons are with you, and you have chariots and horses, a fortified city also, and armor, select the best and fittest of your master's sons, set him on his father's throne, and fight for your master's house. But they were exceedingly afraid, and said, Behold, the two kings didn't stand before him. How then shall we stand? He who was over the household, and he who was over the city, the elders also, and those who raised the children, sent to Jehu, saying, We are your servants, and will do all that you ask us. We will not make any man king. You do that which is good in your eyes. Then he wrote a letter the second time to them, saying, If you are on my side, and if you will listen to my voice, take the heads of the men who are your master's sons, and come to me to Jezreel by tomorrow this time. Now the king's sons, being seventy persons, were with the great men of the city who brought them up. When the letter came to them, they took the king's sons and killed them, even seventy people, and put their heads in baskets, and sent them to him to Jezreel. A messenger came and told him, They have brought the heads of the king's sons. He said, Lay them in two heaps at the entrance of the gate until the morning. In the morning he went out and stood and said to all the people, You are righteous, behold. I conspired against my master and killed him. But who killed all these? Know now that nothing will fall to the earth of Yahweh's word, which Yahweh spoke concerning Ahab's house. For Yahweh has done that which he spoke by his servant Elijah. So Jehu struck all that remained of Ahab's house in Jezreel, with all his great men, his familiar friends, and his priests, until he left him no one remaining. He arose and departed and went to Samaria. As he was at the shearing house of the shepherds on the way, Jehu met with the brothers of Ahaziah king of Judah, and said, Who are you? They answered, We are the brothers of Ahaziah. We are going down to greet the children of the king and the children of the queen. He said, Take them alive. They took them alive and killed them at the pit of the shearing house, even forty-two men. He didn't leave any of them. When he had departed from there, he met Jonadab, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him. He greeted him and said to him, is your heart right, as my heart is with your heart? Jonadab answered, It is. If it is, give me your hand. He gave him his hand, and he took him up to him into the chariot. He said, Come with me, and see my zeal for Yahweh. So they made him ride in his chariot. 
When he came to Samaria, he struck all who remained to Ahab in Samaria until he had destroyed him, according to Yahweh's word, which he spoke to Elijah. Jehu gathered all the people together and said to them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu will serve him much. Now therefore, call to me all the prophets of Baal, all his worshippers and all of his priests. Let no one be absent, for I have a great sacrifice to Baal. Whoever is absent, he shall not live. But Jehu did deceptively, intending to destroy the worshippers of Baal. Jehu said, Sanctify a solemn assembly for Baal. So they proclaimed it. Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left that didn't come. They came into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was filled from one end to another. He said to him who kept the wardrobe, Bring out robes for all the worshippers of Baal. So he brought robes out to them. Jehu went with Jonadab, the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal. Then he said to the worshippers of Baal, Search and see that none of the servants of Yahweh are here with you, but only the worshippers of Baal. So they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had appointed for himself eighty men outside, and said, If any of the men whom I bring into your hands escape, he who lets him go, his life, will be for the life of him. As soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, Go in and kill them. Let no one escape. So they struck them with the edge of the sword. The guard and the captains threw the bodies out and went to the inner shrine of the house of Baal. They brought out the pillars that were in the house of Baal and burned them. They broke down the pillar of Baal and broke down the house of Baal and made it a latrine to this day. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. However, Jehu didn't depart from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, with which he made Israel to sin, the golden calves that were in Bethel and that were in Dan. Yahweh said to Jehu, Because you have done well in executing that which was right in my eyes, and have done to Ahab's house according to all that was in my heart, your descendants shall sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation. But Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of Yahweh the God of Israel with all his heart. He didn't depart from the sins of Jeroboam, with which he made Israel to sin. In those days Yahweh began to cut away parts of Israel, and Haziel struck them in all the borders of Israel, from the Jordan eastward, and all the land of Gilead, the Gadites, and the Reubenites, and the Manassites, from Arawar, which is by the valley of the Arnon, even Gilead and Bashan. Now the rest of the acts of Jehu, and all that he did, and all his might, aren't they written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? Jehu slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. Jehoahaz, his son, reigned in his place. The time that Jehu reigned over Israel in Samaria was twenty-eight years. Chapter 11 Now, when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal offspring. But Jehoshaphat, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were slain, even him and his nurse, and put them in the bedroom, and they hid him from Athaliah, so that he was not slain. He was with her hidden in Yahweh's house six years, while Athaliah reigned over the land. In the seventh year Jehoiada sent, and fetched the captains over hundreds, of the Karaites and of the guard, and brought them to him into Yahweh's house, and he made a covenant with them, and made a covenant with them in Yahweh's house, and showed them the king's son. He commanded them, saying, This is what you must do. A third of you who come in on the Sabbath 
shall be keepers of the watch of the king's house. A third of you shall be at the gate, sure, and a third of you at the gate behind the guard. So you shall keep the watch of the house and be a barrier. The two companies of you, even all who go out on the Sabbath, shall keep the watch of Yahweh's house around the king. You shall surround the king, every man with his weapons in his hand, and he who comes within the ranks, let him be slain. Be with the king when he goes out, and when he comes in. The captains over hundreds did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded, and they each took his men, those who were to come in on the Sabbath, with those who were to go out on the Sabbath, and came to Jehoiada the priest. The priest delivered to the captains over hundreds the spears and the shields that had been King David's, which were in Yahweh's house. The guard stood, every man with his weapons in his hand, from the right side of the house to the left side of the house, along by the altar and the house, around the king. Then he brought out the king's son, and put the crown on him, and gave him the covenant. And they made him king, and anointed him. And they clapped their hands, and said, Long live the king! When Athaliah heard the noise of the guard, and of the people, she came to the people into Yahweh's house, and she looked, and behold, the king stood by the pillar, as the tradition was, with the captains and the trumpets by the king, and all the people of the land rejoiced and blew trumpets. Then Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! Jehoiada the priest commanded the captains of hundreds who were set over the army and said to them, Bring her out between the ranks. Kill anyone who follows her with the sword. For the priest said, Don't let her be slain in Yahweh's house. So they made way for her, and she went by the way of the horse's entry to the king's house, and she was slain there. Jehoiada made a covenant between Yahweh and the king and the people, that they should be Yahweh's people, also between the king and the people. All the people of the land went to the house of Baal and broke it down. They broke his altars and his images in pieces thoroughly, and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. The priest appointed officers over Yahweh's house. He took the captains over hundreds, and the Karaites, and the guard, and all the people of the land, and they brought down the king from Yahweh's house, and came by the way of the gate of the guard to the king's house. He sat on the throne of the kings. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet. They had slain Athaliah with the sword at the king's house. Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. Chapter 12 Jehoash began to reign in the seventh year of Jehu, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Ziba of Beersheba. Jehoash did that which was right in Yahweh's eyes all his days in which Jehoiada the priest instructed him. However, the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. Jehoash said to the priests, All the money of the holy things that is brought into Yahweh's house in current money, the money of the people, for whom each man is evaluated, and all the money that comes into any man's heart to bring into Yahweh's house, let the priests take it to them, each man from his donor, and they shall repair the damage to the house wherever any damage is found. But it was so that in the twenty-third year of King Jehoash the priests had not repaired the damage to the house. Then King Jehoash called for Jehoiada the priest and for the other priests and said to them, Why don't you repair the damage to the house? Now therefore take no more money from your treasurers, but deliver it for the repair of the damage to the house. The priests consented that they should take no more money from the people and not repair the damage to the house. But Jehoiada the priest took a chest and bored a hole in its lid and set it beside the altar on the right side as one comes into Yahweh's house 
and the priests who kept the threshold put all the money that was brought into Yahweh's house into it. When they saw that there was much money in the chest, the king's scribe and the high priest came up, and they put it in bags and counted the money that was found in Yahweh's house. They gave the money that was weighed out into the hands of those who did the work, who had the oversight of Yahweh's house, and they paid it out to the carpenters and the builders who worked on Yahweh's house, and to the masons and the stone cutters, and for buying timber and cut stone to repair the damage to Yahweh's house, and for all that was laid out for the house to repair it. But there were not made for Yahweh's house cups of silver, snuffers, basins, trumpets, any vessels of gold or vessels of silver, of the money that was brought into Yahweh's house, for they gave that to those who did the work and repaired Yahweh's house with it. Moreover, they didn't demand an accounting from the men into whose hand they delivered the money to give to those who did the work, for they dealt faithfully. The money for the trespass offerings and the money for the sin offerings was not brought into Yahweh's house. It was the priests. Then Haziel, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it, and Haziel set his face to go up to Jerusalem. Jehoash, king of Judah, took all the holy things that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah his fathers, kings of Judah, had dedicated, and his own holy things, and all the gold that was found in the treasures of Yahweh's house and of the king's house, and sent it to Haziel king of Syria. And he went away from Jerusalem. Now the rest of the acts of Joash, and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? His servants arose and made a conspiracy, and struck Joash at the house of Milo, on the way that goes down to Silla. For Jazakar, the son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, the son of Shomer, his servant struck him, and he died. And they buried him with his fathers in David's city. And Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. Chapter 13 In the twenty-third year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, began to reign over Israel in Samaria for seventeen years. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, and followed the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, with which he made Israel to sin. He didn't depart from it. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel, and he delivered them into the hand of Haziel king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad the son of Haziel continually. Jehoahaz begged Yahweh, and Yahweh listened to him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, how the king of Syria oppressed them. Yahweh gave Israel a savior, so that they went out from under the hand of the Syrians, and the children of Israel lived in their tents as before. Nevertheless, they didn't depart from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, with which he made Israel to sin, but walked in them. And the Asherah also remained in Samaria. For he didn't leave to Jehoahaz of the people any more than fifty horsemen and ten chariots and ten thousand footmen, for the king of Syria destroyed them and made them like the dust in threshing. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoahaz and all that he did and his might Aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Jehoahaz slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. And Jehoash his son reigned in his place. In the thirty-seventh year of Joash, king of Judah, Jehoash the son of Jehoahaz began to reign over Israel and Samaria for sixteen years. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight. He didn't depart from all the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, with which he made Israel to sin, but he walked in them. Now the rest of the acts of Joash, and all that he did, and his might, with which he fought against Amaziah king of Judah, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Joash slept with his fathers, and Jeroboam sat on his throne. Joash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now Elisha became sick with the illness of which he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over him and said, 
my father my father the chariots of israel and its horsemen elisha said to him take bow and arrows and he took bow and arrows for himself he said to the king of israel put your hand on the bow and he put his hand on it elisha laid his hands on the king's hands and he said open the window eastward and he opened it and elisha said shoot and he shot he said yahweh's arrow of victory even the arrow of victory over Syria, for you will strike the Syrians in Aphek until you have consumed them. He said, Take the arrows, and he took them. He said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground. And he struck three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria until you had consumed it, whereas now you will strike Syria just three times. Elisha died, and they buried him. Now the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. As they were burying a man, behold, they saw a band of raiders, and they threw the man into Elisha's tomb. As soon as the man touched Elisha's bones, he revived and stood up on his feet. Haziel, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Jehoahaz, but Yahweh was gracious to them and had compassion on them and had respect for them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and would not destroy them, and he didn't cast them from his presence as yet. Haziel king of Syria died, and Ben-Hadad his son reigned in his place. Jehoash the son of Jehoahaz took again out of the hand of Ben-Hadad the son of Haziel the cities which he had taken, out of the hand of Jehoahaz his father by war. Joash struck him three times, and recovered the cities of Israel. Chapter 14 in the second year of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, began to reign. He was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoiadan of Jerusalem. He did that which was right in Yahweh's eyes, yet not like David his father. He did according to all that Joash his father had done. However, the high places were not taken away. The people still sacrificed and burned incense in the high places. As soon as the kingdom was established in his hand, he killed his servants who had slain the king his father. But the children of the murderers he didn't put to death, according to that which is written in the book of the law of Moses, as Yahweh commanded, saying, The fathers shall not be put to death for the children, nor the children be put to death for the fathers, but every man shall die for his own sin. He killed ten thousand Edomites in the Valley of Salt, and took Selah by war, and called its name Jokthiel to this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let's look on one another in the face. Jehoash, the king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son as wife. Then a wild animal that was in Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. You have indeed struck Edom, and your heart has lifted you up. Enjoy the glory of it, and stay at home. For why should you meddle to your harm, that you fall, even you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen. So Jehoash king of Israel went up, and he and Amaziah king of Judah looked one another in the face at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. Judah was defeated by Israel, and each man fled to his tent. Jehoash king of Israel took Amaziah king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came to Jerusalem, and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, four hundred cubits. He took all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in Yahweh's house, 
and in the treasures of the king's house, the hostages also, and returned to Samaria. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash, which he did, and his might, and how he fought with Amaziah king of Judah, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Jehoash slept with his fathers, and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel, and Jeroboam his son reigned in his place. Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived after the death of Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, fifteen years. Now the rest of the acts of Amaziah, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? They made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish and killed him there. They brought him on horses, and he was buried at Jerusalem with his fathers in David's city. All the people of Judah took Azariah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king in the place of his father Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. In the fifteenth year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria for forty-one years. He did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight. He didn't depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, with which he made Israel to sin. He restored the border of Israel from the entrance of Hamath to the Sea of the Arabah, according to Yahweh, the God of Israel's word, which he spoke by his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai the prophet, who was from Gath-Hefer. For Yahweh saw the affliction of Israel, that it was very bitter, for all, slave and free, and there was no helper for Israel. Yahweh didn't say that he would blot out the name of Israel from under the sky, but he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, the son of Joash. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, and all that he did, and his might, how he fought, and how he recovered Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah for Israel, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? Jeroboam slept with his fathers, even with the kings of Israel, and Zechariah his son reigned in his place. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.